Thank you for joining us for Three Bs on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Welcome back, everybody. Good to see you again, Camille. How are you How doing? Are you? Good. We're missing Trisha today. Poor Trisha. She had something come up. She couldn't make it. But we're here. We're here to talk about document, document, document. And what does that mean? Right. And it's the age old. It's it's never changed. Uh, it might be a little bit more heightened right now with COVID. But what does that mean? What do you need to document? How should you document? should you store your document your, your documentation so uh, one of the things that I was just we were just chatting about is let's uh, pretend that that we have a business and Trisha is our employee and she was supposed to be on this call and at the last minute not the last minute Trisha didn't do that at the last minute she wouldn't do that to us, but let's just pretend she did okay she would never do that she's she's entirely too responsible for that but she's not here so I'm gonna pick on her um, let's say she did is that something we need to document? She was supposed to be on a call it's during her job. Um, she couldn't make it. Let's chat. Well, it depends, right? It's classic answer, always. <laughs> oh. um, you know, if uh, she was supposed to be here and didn't show up, that's one thing. And that's probably something that I would document, especially if it was an important uh, call that she had missed and it, you know, uh, had happened before. But we all know Trisha, of course, is really responsible. Right. Um, and she uh, let us know well ahead of time uh, that she wasn't going to make it today. And so, you know, I, I that's not something that I would uh, worry about, because if it were that important of a call um, that necessitated her being here, we could have rescheduled it because Trisha gave us plenty of notice you know, that right. she wasn't going to be here. And so, you know, it's always uh, depends upon the circumstances. I think therein lies the problem business owners have, right? It's always in retrospect, oops, I should have documented. Um, you know, we have another podcast that we recorded with the plaintiff side perspective. And that was with, with Corinna was on with us. And she was talking about the importance of having a history of documentation, right? right. You wouldn't want to just document once and um, and then let and then let someone go. But I, I see this time and time again with employers, they give people a pass, they didn't document, and now they want to do something. Right. So, yeah. It's very common. And, you know, as a litigator, um, I always want to see that kind of buildup of documentation uh, to the termination. You know, my general uh, feeling is that a good termination should never be a surprise to the employee. That's a good point. Because you have communicated effectively with that employee your expectations along the way. You have documented along the way the issues and, and provided performance guidance to that employee um, leading up to the termination. And all of that obviously should be documented. And so that's really what we want to talk about today is what to do, how to do it uh, and when to do it. Right. And making sure you're doing it across the board. I, Correct. I've um, long years ago had a, uh, a not not a, you know, a situation that 
where I was dealing with the EEOC on a matter and they were hanging this discrimination case on the fact that there was more documentation on this one individual than anybody else. Right. Right. So consistency, making sure that you're not just documenting when the troublemakers are making or <laughs> causing trouble, but that that you're applying that same when you document and how you document across all employees. Right. And I think the easiest example of that often is if you're documenting one employee for constantly being 15 minutes late, you need to document, maybe give each employee one pass and then start documenting everybody. But you shouldn't single anyone out because uh, you're setting yourself up then, you know, for for a whole other uh you know, discrimination type claim potentially. And so uh, the documentation needs to be consistent across the board with all employees. Right. And, and there is some discretion with the employers to some degree of what they want to document. If, if 15 minutes of tardiness is just not a big deal, employees do that all the time and we're probably never going to terminate on that. Fine. You don't have to document that. But right. if, if they hit one hour late, then that's an issue. Okay. You know, but making sure that you're complying with your policies, I see that quite a bit where your employee right. handbook says 15 minutes is a tardy and you're not doing anything about it till it hits an hour. So, you know, again, consistency, but, but there's some flexibility in when to document. What are some of the, uh, the examples that you see or suggestions you have for employers about when they, you, when they absolutely should be documenting? What are some of the issues that should you know, from that, that, you know, you do more, way more litigation than I do. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> so what are, what are some of the, those areas? Um, for example, no call, no shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I, those should be, that's, that can be a big deal that can, you know, affects other employees who have to then cover for the employee who doesn't show up and creates more scrambling than if the employer had some notice at least and could go, you know, and have a more organized plan of how to distribute that employee's um, work. So those are the kinds of things, you know, I like to see documented. Um, a lot of times employers will have a problem employee that is evident and they'll tolerate things. And then one day they're just done. And unfortunately, by that point in time, there's no documentation in the file. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, it's difficult to terminate under those circumstances because if the employer goes back and documents everything at one time, as opposed to having um, consistent documentation throughout the period of employment, uh, you know, it just, it doesn't look as good. Quite Especially frankly. if they have a habit of giving people second chances. If right. we haven't documented that we've given you that second chance, how do we establish that this is the second chance? Well, or right. there are other employees, you know, who have had the same issues who weren't documented. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I think the consistency uh, is important. And listen, you know, no employer is perfect. It's not a it's not well, a except for us. <laughs> we are. And that's why we're not writing up um, Trisha. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Right. Trisha, she's not our employee. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's a difficult task because. Um, a lot of employers want to give employees the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just, you know, there comes a time where you can't give the benefit of the doubt anymore. Right. You know, I, I find like, a lot that I'm, that I'm talking to employers are in, they're like, well, I tried to be nice. <laughs> and I always say, Oh, that was your mistake. And isn't that terrible? I remember starting my law firm thinking I'm going to do this different. I'm going to be 
you know, the better employer or not, you know, not that I had bad employers. I didn't actually um, had lovely employers, uh, but, you know, I could do this different and that different. I wonder, I don't understand why they always have the, have this rule. Well, now as an employer, I get it. Right. So I see I see where if you when you're trying to be nice, how you can get into trouble, especially if you're not documenting. I gave them a slide on this because of this reason. Right. Um, so that you can give that as a as an exception to the rule when the when the EEOC comes knocking and wants the documentation and says, well, why didn't you if you always terminate on the second chance and you didn't with this this one who's not in a protected class, but this one you want to explain to me why we want right. to document the difference, right? Why we made that exception. And so I think that, you know, you have to be careful with those discrimination claims, especially when you're dealing with uh, protected classes. And that's why the documentation and the consistency, which is hard, like if people get busy and they mean to make a note in a file or they mean to, uh, you know, sit down and do a written write-up and, and life gets in the way and it just doesn't happen. Um, especially now with COVID, there are so many other issues that business owners are facing right now that documenting minor infractions is not at the height of everybody's list. You know, especially right. when, <laughs> you know, every government agency known to mankind wants employers uh, to be flexible Uh you know, documenting performance issues isn't necessarily at the top of the list, um, but that's why you need to prioritize what's important and should be documented and should always be documented uh, versus, um, you know, not doing anything at all. Right. Well, in, and under the Family First Coronavirus Act, there's documentation requirements, which right. we don't need to go into on this um, episode because we have a whole another podcast on that, but it's important to know that there's documentation requirements there that uh, that don't normally, not that they don't normally exist, but there are there aren't normally required. They might be optional. So that's another podcast people need to to look into if they want to know what those are. Um, I was thinking though about that with COVID with the telework situation. You know, we're hearing and we're seeing a lot of employers now that, that, that we're reopening and we have the whole podcast on teleworking, we're hearing pe employees say, I don't want to come back. And I, and I'm hearing employers say they weren't doing such a great job. They weren't doing their job. Did you document that? What proof do you have? How can we establish? Right. And they didn't, right. they weren't thinking about documenting during COVID that lack of performance so that they can establish why the em employee can't, um, can't uh, uh, telework, can't continue to telework, right? So right. are you seeing that as well? Well, I think that, you know, nothing stops an employer if there are measurable um, markers that an employee isn't making in terms of their job performance. There's nothing that stops an employer from talking to the employee about it and documenting it. There's also nothing that stops an employer from doing a performance improvement plan um, that I'm not going to get into to too much here, because I think we're going to do a whole podcast yes. um, on that later. But there's nothing that says that you can't um, talk to and, and discipline or uh, give a performance improvement plan to an employee who simply isn't meeting their, you know, markers in terms of the performance of their job duties, but they need to be measurable. And that's the 
Um, sometimes the difficult uh, to do, especially when your whole kind of office structure has suddenly changed with employees out, telecommuting and the different dynamic that goes with that. Right. I see a lot of employers, especially more small employers that aren't used to performance improvement plans. They're not, you know, or PIPs, you know, they're not they're not generally doing that. Um, that I'm talking to now about, okay, well, they don't want to telework. Did you tell them, oh, you know, what was going on? No, I didn't. All right, well, we need to talk about performance improvement plan because what they're doing is they're saying, well, let's just let them go. I want to let them go. It's not working. I just want to let them go. And well, did you communicate? Did you, right. did you work with them? No, I didn't. Okay. With COVID going on right now, we're going to take that conservative approach right? Um, you know, I can't, I'm not saying they absolutely have to do it. I'm not giving advice right now, you know, but just generally let's approach this conservatively and let's, let's make sure that we're protecting the business against that potential plaintiff claim. Though I really am missing Trisha because, you know, from an earlier podcast, it always resonates with me. She had that great advice of don't, don't stop running your business out of fear of lawsuits too. Right. So, so we, you know, we have to be careful. There is always the What's the damage to the to the business uh, for you didn't properly document, but you need to let someone go because it's damaging the business versus the risk of you didn't properly document. We keep them. Right. And, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I tend to also be very conservative. I'm always looking at what's going to be the, the plaintiff's lawyer's angle. Uh, and so but that's great advice. You know, businesses have to continue and move on. Uh, and with that, you know, you have to decide and every business owner is different, what your level of risk is with respect to um, hiring, fire, and literally everything you do. Right. Um, but just a reminder that, you know, with COVID, we're documenting symptom checks as a lot of people are as they're coming into work. Just make sure you keep those health documents in a completely separate file mm -hmm. from their employee records. And with that, I think it's probably time to wrap up, Susan. Yes. Okay. Thanks everybody for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of three B's on the law. Don't forget to like, and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at three T H R E E B's on the law at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.